Hello, and welcome, my friends, to today's episode of What's Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Alia from Alia Yoga, and today is a beautiful October day here in Southern California. We have been starting the transition into shorter days and cooler weather, while some aspects of life begin to slowly return to some sense of normalcy. Some kids are back in classrooms, some people are back to work outside of their homes, and traffic has begun to pick up a little bit on the roadways. I'm super aware of subtle changes that happen in a broad sense when it comes to the patterns of our lives and things that disrupt those patterns, such as the pandemic has in a huge way. Given that I'm prone to noticing patterns of behavior and subtle nuances, I'm someone who embraces and even most of the time enjoys change. And I like to ride the waves of life, both the high highs and the low lows, remembering that nothing is permanent. And even in the greatest sense of accomplishment or joy or discomfort, I know that this too shall pass. And in all that I've been observing about what is going on around and within me, one thing that I notice is a lot more movement in many senses of the word. Now, this podcast has episodes on a broad range of topics, from mental health to physical wellness to our relationships with the planet, one another, and ourselves. I talk about and interview others on everything from how they started a business to how they kicked their addiction to drugs, ways to detoxify your beauty products and cleaning supplies in order to live cleaner. And I also love to infuse episodes with yogic philosophy and information about the eight-limbed yogic path. I've now been teaching yoga for more than a decade and have led dozens of yoga teacher trainings, as well as mentored yoga instructors and businesses and offered workshops, retreats, and private events. Yoga is a huge part of my life and has lifted me up in times of great darkness and challenges. Being a yoga and meditation instructor and also a Christian, I have been able to identify and absorb the attributes of both philosophies that coincide and agree much more than they differ or disagree. One aspect that very much relate from the Christian standpoint and the yogic practitioner standpoint is a meditation practice. When I meditate in yoga, I meditate on the light of Christ. However, in yoga, you are free to devote your energy to the higher power that resonates with you personally without judgment or being told you are wrong by someone who believes differently than you do. There's this freedom of devotion to choose. And for me, the choice I make is to be devoted to Jesus. This translates also into setting an intention or dedication on your mat for your yoga practice. I often instruct to think of a loving quality or positive virtue to set as an intention on your mat that you can translate like a metaphor into your life and practice off of the mat as well. Qualities such as compassion, gratitude, and appreciation, patience, determination, and focus, or love for oneself and all of creation to feel supported and connected. Whatever resonates for you. 
This will sound redundant, but setting an intention is intended to uplift and inspire you and create the type of energy within that radiates out from you and to hopefully also uplift and inspire the lives of those you encounter. Today's episode is going to be about the third limb of yoga. Now, if you haven't already heard about the eight limbs of yoga, I would recommend pausing here to go back and listen to a couple of episodes first to give you context for the information coming in today's show. Episode 20 is an intro to the eight limbs of yoga and covers the yamas in detail, which is the first limb. And then episode 22 covers in detail the niyamas or the second limb of yoga. And now for the wise words of the week with a quote from yoga instructor and master BKS Iyengar. Iyengar says, Yoga is like music, the rhythm of the body, the melody of the mind, and the harmony of the soul create the symphony of life. Hmm. I love how this quote summarizes how yoga is more than a workout, but is also what I like to call a work in. Harnessing the energy and harmonizing or connecting mind, body, and spirit. I also have warm words of the week for you today. Thank you so much to those who have left ratings and reviews in the iTunes podcast app because I'm not only learning what you like and want more of, but also love being able to read your review on air. If I have read your review in the past or when I read yours in the future, please make sure to email me to receive your code to access a full-length yoga video from aliyayoga.com. Email me with subject podcast review to alia at aliayoga.com, spelled A-H-L-I-A. This week's review comes from J-C-C-C-L-10 with the subject thoughtful, informative, and uplifting. I love this podcast. Alia's voice is comforting and calming, and her content is amazing. She has a well-rounded roster of guests covering a variety of wellness topics. She herself is an experienced yoga teacher and is a wealth of environmental and body mechanics information. This show is a definite standout in the wellness field. Oh, wow, JCCCL10, that is so kind of you. I really appreciate your support and for taking the time to write that glowing review. It made my day and brightened my week. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, it's time to take a quick break for a word from Anchor, and I'll be right back to share with you about the third limb of yoga.
Welcome back and thanks for tuning in to What's Wellness Podcast today. I'm all about sharing the eight limbs of yoga because in our culture and society today, we think of yoga as yoga asana, which is in fact the limb I'm covering today, but isn't the totality of what yoga encompasses. When you think of a yoga class, what comes to your mind? Do you imagine a room full of people moving and breathing, doing the physical postures like tree pose and downward facing dog, flowing with ambient music and perhaps sweating with the addition of heat? In this modern age of yoga, many people have come to see doing poses or asanas as the definition of yoga. In reality, Asana, the physical postures, are just one aspect of a yoga practice. The physical postures or the asanas are practiced in order to create awareness of the physical body as well as steadiness and focus of the mind and as a tool to harness some control over one's energy as well. As the practice is developed and refined, more variations of postures become available and accessible to the practitioner, creating the opportunity for more ease and grace through the human experiences of life. Traditionally, the asana practice, the physical postures, were meant to prepare the physical body for an extended period of time in seated stillness and meditation. Yoga is about balance and unification. The mind, body, and spirit are unified as one connects to life force energy or prana by accessing their breath. In the West, yoga has become known as the physical practice that is mostly limited to the asanas or the postures. Through deeper study, however, yoga is more than just the asana practice. In fact, the eight limbs of yoga begin with how we treat and relate to others and how we treat and relate to ourselves. These are the yamas and the niyamas, as I covered earlier in the first season of What's Wellness. And throughout the Alia Yoga Academy 200-hour teacher training program, you experience personal transformation as you realize that how we treat others affects how we feel ourselves. And conversely, how you treat yourself has an energetic impact on others. We are all divinely connected. Throughout the teacher training experience, you relate the external world to the internal world and learn about the art of living a steady and joyful life. The yoga practice in its entirety has more to do with living the other 23 hours of the day than it does the physical practice we participate in on the mat. And the eight limbs of yoga go from the most external and includes how we treat others and ourselves to the most internal, which is the connection with that which created us, the essence of which is within each creature and being on this planet. Another way to explain this is the unification of ourselves with all of creation, as well as knowing that we are each uniquely divine individuals. You learn that how we treat one another can affect how we feel, 
Additionally, how we treat ourselves can affect others, just like I said before. And when you focus in on the physical postures, the asanas, you continue forward on the yogic path toward freedom. As the asanas are perhaps the most well-known limb of the Eightfold Yogic Path, and as I've discussed already, it often gets interpreted as yoga itself, so much so that many times when we say we are going to the studio or gym to do yoga, what we mean is we are going to do asana. We will take a yoga class, but what we really mean is an asana class. Since the aim of yoga is to connect and cultivate a union between the individual and the whole and between the mind and the body, why do we need all these physical postures? What purpose do the poses take in the path towards connection and unification? Well, the root of the word asana means comfortable seat, specifically the seat you would take for the practice of meditation. Most of the earlier asanas described were just that, seated postures preparing practitioners for long periods of stillness in meditation. So while traditional texts like the Hatha Yoga Pratapika list many postures such as Padmasana or Lotus Pose and Virasana or Hero's Pose, which are suitable for meditation, this text also tells us that the most important posture is in fact Stirha Sukham Asana, which means a posture that practitioner can hold comfortably and motionless, or to find a posture where there is a balance between effort and ease. And still another translation is that the asana practice is both steady and joyful. And others would say that the practice is both firm and soft. And the idea is to be able to sit in a comfortable position so we're not being pulled away by aches or pains of the body or restlessness due to an uncomfortable position. And perhaps this is something to consider in your next yoga asana class. If you always tend to choose the most advanced posture being offered, rather than the one your body is able to attain, in how many poses are we really comfortable and steady? I teach that the primary focus for practice should be breath, with the secondary focus being the asanas or the physical postures. And how often are we more focused on the physical postures and the strength or flexibility that we're cultivating rather than the breath and inner awareness? It's also important to remember that the physical practice, the asanas, are intended for the practitioner to feel good in your body. It's more important how you feel in your asana practice than how you look. And that's certainly a metaphor to take off of your mat as well. In the yoga philosophy, the body is a temple for one's spirit. And how one takes care of their body is an important aspect or stage of one's spiritual growth. Through the practice of asanas, we develop the habit of discipline and the ability to concentrate, both of which are necessary for meditation. Asana practice works the physical body so the mind has a healthy and peaceful place to reside. 
Since the last stage of yoga in the Eight Limbs Yogic Path is samadhi, which is union with the whole, we cannot reach it if all of our attention is going to the physical body. If the body is not healthy, if the muscles are pulling and the legs are aching, if your body is not relaxed, it'll be more difficult to concentrate, meditate, and find a place of blissful connection. Whether you remember it during your day-to-day life or not, your body and your mind are not separated, and the health of one affects the other. We cannot just work the body and expect to be healthy if the mind is not also strong and balanced. You cannot think destructive thoughts or feed your mind unhealthy things and expect the body to shine, no matter how much you do an asana practice. The body will not reach its optimum state of being without the support of the mind and vice versa. The aim of the asana practice is to keep the body steady and make it easier for meditation practice, which prepares you to gain awareness of the thought patterns of your mind so that self-realization can be experienced. When you connect asana, the third limb, with the fourth limb of yoga being pranayama, or the ability to harness breath and life force energy, you create a balanced physical practice that helps to merge you more effortlessly with the inner works of meditation. Pranayama, the fourth limb of yoga, which we'll get into in a whole new episode coming soon, comes from the word prana, which is life force energy. Each physical posture or asana has a different effect on our prana, our energy. And asanas can be sequenced in a multitude of ways to support the practitioner in physical, energetic, mental, and emotional health. Postures are a balancing act, strength with ease, between trying and not trying, between do and not do, or being and doing. Finding that sweet spot between effort and ease or sensation and resistance, this is one of the aspects practiced with yoga asana. So the next time you're in a challenging pose, observe yourself and your breath. Are you feeling steady and joyful? Is your breath long and smooth? If you cannot hold a pose with these qualities, take it down a notch. Give yourself some time. Do more prep poses and breath work and let yourself develop a sense of balance between effort and ease on your mat. It's about finding the balance between healthy challenge and your comfort zone or your edge, as many instructors call this aspect of the practice, which is an aspect that is included in order for us to continue to grow. Asana practice reinforces the connection between the mind and the body, and we can use the body as a tool for getting into the present moment. The body is always in the present moment, regardless of where the mind wanders. Tuning into the body gives us a chance to tune into the moment, to quiet the mind, to use the breath and remind us of the alignment between our body and our mind. When we practice asana, we don't just exercise the body on its own while engaging the mind elsewhere. 
instead. We are moving as one unified whole, trying to center the mind in its connection with the body. While I always enjoy sharing information about the eight limbs of yoga and any yoga philosophy, it's my jam and learning about these philosophies have made powerful positive impacts in my life and growth. I've seen the tremendous impact and transformation this philosophy has made in the lives of my students who have done teacher training with me as well. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about yoga and the asana practice. I'm including some links in the show notes of references used for the information in today's show, and that can also help further your understanding of the third limb of yoga if you're interested. The show notes will also always have links to get in touch with me and any other pertinent information from the show. As always, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or feedback, or if you need support in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Get in touch via email, alia at aliayoga.com, spelled A-H-L-I-A. And if something stood out to you from today's episode, it makes such a huge difference if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag at Alia Yoga and at What's Wellness Podcast on Instagram, and I'll be sure to reshare. And if I can ask another huge favor, it makes a huge difference if you subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and family, help spread the word about What's Wellness, and then leave a review in the iTunes podcast store so that I can continue to share the warm words of the week and read your review on air as well as offer you a free full-length yoga class video from my website as a way of saying thanks. If you enjoy online yoga classes, home workouts, as well as guided meditations, and for more about what I offer, please go to aliayoga.com. I also have CBD and essential oil roll-ons for sale on this site, as well as tons of full-length yoga videos for unlimited use with a small one-time purchase. Thank you once again for tuning in to What's Wellness Today. I'll be back next week on Thursday with a brand new episode for you. And until next time, be well.